Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Welcome back to another episode of the Bringing Up Baby podcast. I'm Ashley Cooley, and today we're talking about sleep cues and wake windows. Probably one of the most Google searches for new parents or parents of young ones is how to get my baby to sleep. And when you Google this, and I know a lot of you have, a lot's going to come up, right? But what you'll probably end up focusing on are these two things right here, sleep cues and wake windows, those predictors for how to know when's the right time to help your baby to sleep for them, because that is typically what's going to help them fall asleep a little bit easier, maybe stay asleep a little bit longer, and ultimately get their best sleep. Of course, there's a lot of things that come with this, but today we're going to break down this whole sleep cues versus wake windows, because sometimes we're hearing, okay, I need to go by how my baby tells me, when they tell me they are tired. So how can they do that? Well, this is what sleep cues are, right? So your baby could be yawning. They could be rubbing their eyes. Sometimes just you see them kind of zoning out a little bit, staring off into space or maybe turning and looking away. They can put their hands near their ears or maybe pulling at their ears, depending how old they are. Um, And some fussiness can start to set in, certainly as maybe some overtiredness is starting to play a factor there. So going by these cues for lots and lots of babies is going to be very informative for them telling you that they're tired or it's just about time. We're getting tired. We're getting really tired. It's time to help me or it's time to go to sleep. But We also now hear about wake windows and wake windows are the periods of time that your baby or your child is awake for before they need to sleep again. So this is where it can get a little bit interesting because you might hear from person to person or sleep consultant to sleep consultant or a four month old should only stay awake for an hour and a half to two hours, but somebody else might be saying, oh no, it's actually an hour or no, it's up to two and a half or three hours you can hear variations with this. And I'm sure this is where so many people were pulling their hair out. And I know because I was I was that person too, when when this was me and I was going through this for the first time. Basically, these are averages. And I certainly treat them as averages for the families that I work with when we're talking about these things that there are these kind of rough times, depending on how old your baby is, that they are going to need to sleep again for most babies not for all. So again, this is why we're breaking this down today because we don't often get all the details on this. Okay, so first I'm going to talk about, or I'm going to break down some of these wake windows for babies, and then we're going to get into sort of where do we go from here. So for babies, fresh newborns, okay, usually the first month, month and a half, they're usually only staying awake for about 45 to 60 minutes, so up to an hour. Now, this one really gets an asterisk beside it, I feel, because yes, newborns sleep a lot. Yes, they mostly sleep during the day. Yes, they need to sleep really often, usually. But I've actually had one of these babies where, you know, the babies, (laughs) the newborns that 
you hear those things that like, oh, they will show you some sleep cues or they will fall asleep after feeding or they'll fall asleep in the car in the stroller, but then they don't. And you're thinking, what's up with my kid, right? What's wrong? What am I doing wrong? Well, I will tell you that there's lots of things going on developmentally and some babies, even some newborns, won't necessarily nap that often and it's not necessarily a bad thing either. The idea with newborns, with all babies of any age, but you know, newborns are definitely getting and needing a lot of sleep, is that we're helping them sleep regularly or having those times of moments to relax, to unwind. If your baby isn't able to do that and they are agitated and they're frustrated or they're fussy, crying, maybe arching their back, becoming stiff, and those are the experiences you're having when you're trying to help them sleep, there could be other things going on. But if your baby is relatively calm and able to go about the day and not really put too much of a fuss up about not sleeping despite your lack of trying you know this is when I tell parents that no you're not doing anything wrong let's take the pressure off sometimes we're putting too much pressure to get babies to sleep every so often yes babies do usually need to sleep pretty regularly absolutely but you shouldn't be going head over heels day after day, losing so much sleep yourself, just trying to get them to sleep and it kind of not working. So sometimes taking the pressure off here is the best medicine where, hey, can you go go about your day? Would you like to go for a walk? Are you going to go to the grocery store? Of course, baby's coming with you, right? But maybe baby will catch a snooze here or there doing that. Maybe not, but we're taking the pressure off. And in those cases, Usually the babies do kind of are able to relax and fall asleep a little bit while you're out and about doing your thing or while they're being carried around at home in a carrier or something. So you can have your hands free taking that pressure off um, because it's taking the pressure off for them as well. And then that can help everybody. So sometimes that's actually the answer, not making sure they're right on that 60 minute mark. Okay, so that's what I really want you to know about wake windows, uh, particularly for those newborns. Now, when it comes to them getting older, so two to four months of age, typically a wake window might be somewhere between an hour to an hour and a half before they need to sleep again. Between four and six months, that creeps up to an hour and a half to two hours. Between six and eight months, between two and three hours. Eight to ten months could be anywhere between two to three and a half hours, maybe creeping up closer to four. But that often happens by 12 months of age. So between 10 and 12 months, oftentimes those wake windows are somewhere around two and a half hours leading up to four hours towards the end of the day. Between 12 and 16 months, they're somewhere between two and a half and four and a half hours of awake time and 16 to 18 months, about three to five hours where they're maybe dropping down to one nap a day. That's where that five hours comes in. So that was a quick run through. Um, Those of you who follow me on Instagram at birth baby sleep, you would have seen we posted about this just the other day, these wake windows. Um, Of course, we talk about these all the time, but those are the rough wake windows, the guidelines that I work with when I'm working with families. But this is usually just a starting point. Uh, It's giving us an idea if sleep is kind of falling too far outside of these. Sometimes we try to bring it in a little bit and then we're able to see, okay, what is going to work best for this baby? So now I'm going to share with you how to do that for yourself and your baby at home. And basically, 
it's coming down to a marriage between the two. Kind of having an idea of what the wake window is for your baby at their particular age. Typically for, let's say, a four-month-old baby, those wake windows are usually somewhere around an hour and a quarter to an hour and a half early in the day. And as the day progresses, they might get a little bit longer and maybe stretching up to about two hours before bedtime. Okay, so those wake windows can stretch a little bit. That's why, again, there's usually a range is not just because some babies might be at two hours, others might be at an hour and a half, but oftentimes the lower range is what their wake windows are earlier in the day and the higher range can be what it gets up to by the end of the day. So going back to this four month old and if we're kind of going off of, you know, an hour and a quarter to an hour and a half, maybe to start and then up to two hours by the end of the day before bed, that would be what a lot, many four month olds on average are capable of doing. That's why we see these guidelines. However, I've definitely worked with families where they can stay up a little bit longer or it does shift a little bit more earlier in the day. And it's about finding what works best for your particular baby. And that's when sleep cues can be super helpful. So noticing your baby's sleep cues around these wake windows that you might hear about. And this is where, hey, if I'm saying something different than another consultant that you follow or uh, your friend or whoever, then they should be pretty close if they are different. Um, they shouldn't be too far off, really. But if, if there is that, this is why we have a range. So trying not to pinpoint or pigeonhole your baby's wake windows in what we're saying or what anyone says is normal or what it's supposed to be, but using that as a guide, knowing that, okay, this is maybe what most babies do, but my baby's special, my baby's different, and they absolutely are, and they might do something different. So noticing the sleep cues around these wake windows can be really telling for what's going to work best for your baby. Now, one more caveat here, guys. This actually happened with one of my little ones as well. We do sometimes hear about the FOMO baby, the baby who has a fear of missing out and won't show you one sweet little sleep cue unless it's already way too late. So this can happen sometimes. So if you find that you're rarely seeing sleep cues with your baby or by the time you see them, it seems to be like such a hard time to put them down because they're already so overtired, which is unfortunately what happens when they get overtired. It can be hard to fall asleep. Definitely makes it hard to stay asleep. But if that's already happening, if or if that is happening, we could have the FOMO baby on our hands. And In this case, you do probably want to lean more towards the wake windows when it comes to deciding when your little one needs to go down. I've been in this situation, I can't tell you how many times, well, for a better part of the year of my youngest daughter's life, because she was this FOMO baby, you know, she'd be happily jumping in the jolly jumper one minute, and then the next minute, I'm saying, okay, time to go up for the nap. When if there's anybody else in the room, they're kind of looking at me with two heads, like my friend or something like, what? She was just like laughing and giggling. Why are we putting her to bed now? And, you know, lots of reasons for that, of course. But the main one is I know she's tired and she's going to need to sleep really soon. So by the time I get her upstairs and by the time we get her, you know, changed or read a book, putting on her sleep sack, maybe feeding. Again, it all depends how old they are, but or what your process is with putting them to sleep. 
And then it's usually, it was almost always by the time, because putting, zipping up the sleep sack for us was one of those last things in, in the routine. And that's when I would see the eye rubs. That's when I would see a yawn or some, you just see that heaviness in their eyes or some redness a little bit that comes around on their forehead or their eyes. So sometimes it's not until you're actually doing the routine where those cues come up and that's the routine doing its magic. That is what a bedtime or a pre-sleep routine is for. It's to tell the body that sleep is coming soon. It's okay. You can't, you were having fun, but now it's time to relax and give into this because we're going to recharge. And so sometimes we're not seeing those till later. So if you have that FOMO baby, I feel you. I'm with you. Go with those wake windows. You'll find something that works for your baby. One last thing, if your baby has, if you're thinking maybe at this point that your baby is staying awake too long or not long enough, or you're just, you want to shift those wake windows a little bit to see what might work better or differently for your baby, I often recommend doing so just in small increments. So maybe by five or 10 minutes switching it, let's say, let's say a four month old baby out there somewhere is having a four hour wake window before bed and they're struggling to go to bed. So, hey, we just heard that maybe it should be a little bit earlier than that. Two hours, two hours is a big chunk to just cut right off. And so this is kind of an extreme example, but I'm just to prove that point of if you feel like you need to change it quite a bit, don't change it quite a bit right off the bat. You can just slowly bring it forward by five, 10 or 15 minutes every few days. So maybe do 10 minutes for two or three days and then do another 10 minutes or then another five minutes if you're creeping it up or down wherever you're trying to move it. But doing so in smaller increments like that can help a lot of babies, especially those sensitive to change, uh, adjust more easily. Now, if you were to ever hear that actually, no, it's not about sleep cues. It's not about wake windows. It's about what time you're putting your baby to sleep. And it should be at the same time every day. And I'll tell you that this this one gets put around there a little bit less. However, there are some babies that really thrive on this. There's actually only about 15% of babies will thrive on kind of sleeping at the pretty much the exact same times every day. So they're going down for their naps at nine and at one, regardless of how long they slept for whether they slept for two hours or only half an hour, the next nap is at one o'clock. So some babies will really thrive on that, but actually not as many as we might think. So just to summarize all of this, when it comes down to sleep cues versus wake windows, which one's going to be best for you? Or what if they don't happen at the same time? Which one do I use? It is really focusing on what's what's going to work best for your baby and not so-and-so's baby or the baby next door. So going off of sleep cues, yes, super helpful, unless you're finding that it it's not and that it's actually too late by the time those sleep cues arrive. Or maybe you're finding that you're not really seeing any or you're not sure if you're seeing a sleep cue, then the wake windows can give you a rough idea, at least of how long they can stay asleep for. Maybe we can look for cues within those times or at least tweak those those wake windows by a few minutes five or ten minutes on either side a little bit less a little bit more depending on what's working for your baby and if you're not sure what's working and you still want to talk it out and figure out really can I pinpoint this a little bit more clearly because I don't think I'm getting it that's where someone like myself can come in so please feel free to reach out to me anytime follow me on birth baby sleep on instagram and facebook 
you can email anytime. Check out birthbabysleep.ca. We're always putting out info and always happy to help. Looking for more? Check out birthbabysleep.ca where you'll find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You'll also find me on Facebook and Instagram at birthbabysleep. It would be awesome if you followed us wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can, leave a review or a rating, which goes a long way for helping others to find us. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley, and we'll see you back here next time.